No. Just saying that word makes me feel uncomfortable. Nervous. Scared. Are those the same things? Probably not. If you could see my face right now, it's pinched. It's like bunched up and my nose is scrunched up because when I say the word no, it makes me feel like I'm bracing for something, right? Here's the thing. I am more comfortable giving a live talk to an audience of a thousand plus people, virtual or in real life. I am more comfortable doing that than I am saying no to someone. How about that? I mean, it's my truth. And listen, we could spend the next several hours exploring why that is the case for me. And trust me, my therapist and I have done exactly that. But here's the thing that I know. Saying no is a skill that seems to be connected to my performance in this lifetime. Seriously, the better I get at saying no, the better my life gets. Because with a real high quality no comes the opportunity to say yes to the invitations and adventures that add up to the life I want versus the life that just kind of happened to me. And in case you can relate, in case you're curious to see how your life might change, improve, unfold with the development and cultivation of your highest quality no, This week, I want to offer you three strategies, three distinct practices that will strengthen your no-saying game. Are you ready? Don't say no. See what I did there? Of course you're ready. So the first piece of this no-saying puzzle is that we have to know what our yes list is right? Some of us just really struggle with saying no to things because we're not totally sure what our priorities are. You'll notice this is a really consistent theme in the work I do and in this podcast and in my work with people. Leading with yes, figuring out where the priorities are is always where the conversation begins, right? So make your list, put me on pause. Or if you want to listen to my list, here's on my yes list. Are you ready? I have on my yes list, time with my kids and my husband. My husband and I have started doing this thing called Sabado Gigante. Every Saturday, he and I, around like two or three o'clock, we play games. Like not board games, because we both hate board games, but we like, this past weekend, Sal taught me how to throw Frisbee and catch a Frisbee. Like I never, (laughs) it's a skill I didn't have. And after that, we played horse with the basketball. And actually I played pig because horse is too long of a word for me to spell. And last weekend we played pinball. Like we've just been all about Sabado Gigante, we call it. And it's just this frolicsome fun time that we do every Saturday. That is a big yes for me, which also is going to allow me to say no to the invitations I get once we're out of COVID on a Saturday because Sabado Gigante with Sal is so freaking fabulous. I'm not going to say yes to stuff if it means saying no to Sabado Gigante. So anyway, my yes list, time with my kids and my husband, time daydreaming. I love staring into space, making random mental connections. And I feel like I spent the first half of my life getting shit for doing that. And I fully intend to spend the second half of my life enjoying the act of daydreaming. So that's on my yes list. Adventure and travel with my people is on my yes list. Reading brilliant books 
I just finished that book, Hamnet. Oh my God, it was so good. Look it up. I want to make music, whether that's with my band or by myself in my room with my guitar, with my guitar teacher. And I want to work on my craft, my art, which includes this podcast, the writing I do, the speaking I do. As you can see, that's that list is not short. And I'm guessing your list isn't short either. In other words, our dance cards are full, you and I. And as of this moment, I'm 47 years old. I'm past the halfway mark in this life, right? Like, I'm a little bit further than halfway. I don't have time to fuck around. And I don't care how old you are. You don't have time to fuck around either. So make your yes list and listen. At this stage in my life, I'm saying no more than I'm saying yes, because that's what's appropriate for me right now based on where I'm at in my career and what my yes list has. But if you're just starting out, your yes list may say that you need to say yes to a massive variety of things because you need experiences. At this point, I'm only interested in certain kinds of experiences, so I know what to say no to. But when I was in my 20s, I said yes to everything because I needed to. I needed to sample many different types of experiences, whether that was personal or professional, so I could figure out what the hell I wanted in life. So on your yes list, it could be that you say yes a lot, and that's okay. That's your yes list, right? Do you hear Bowie? He's yapping at somebody. So once you have your yes list, I want you to make it visible someplace. Put it on a post-it note. Put it on a three-by-five index card and tape it to your freaking computer. And if you're really into it, take a picture of it, put it on Instagram, tag me, and I will reshare the heck out of it because I love seeing us all sort of work on this stuff together. So I'll make sure I post mine too. Don't you worry. You won't be the only one. So that's the first thing. Make your yes list. The second thing is gather your favorite scripts for saying no. Part of the reason I've always struggled with saying no is because the word itself just seems violent and harsh. So as an adaptation, I've been collecting scripts and strategies for saying no without saying no. And here are my favorites. Are you ready? And actually, as you're listening, if saying these phrases seems impossible to you, like if you can't imagine saying the things I'm about to say, I really encourage you to practice standing in front of the mirror looking yourself in the eye and saying these phrases out loud. You need to create muscle memory. You need to imprint on your body, mind, and spirit what it feels like to say a high quality no out loud. And if you're like, oh my God, like really? People have to practice saying no in the mirror? Yes. Yes, we do. There are some of us who really do need that. And if you're one of those, some of us no shame in the game. This is just you flexing that muscle, right? So when I'm working with a script that's hard for me, I like to say it in the mirror 10 times a day. No kidding. I'm telling you, muscle memory is real. So here are my favorite no scripts. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Gosh, thank you so much for thinking of me. At this point, I'm hyper-focused on X, Y, and Z, and I just don't have the bandwidth right now, but thank you. I love this script because it begins with the validation of thank you. And by making the other person feel appreciated, they will feel good and less rejected. 
this I know to be true, but I want to clarify something. I only offer insights into the X and Y and Zs that are my priority with folks with whom I have a relationship with, who are allowed to know what my priorities are. If I get a request from somebody I don't know, I'll drop the part of my know that explains what I am focused on, mostly because it's not their beeswax what I'm focused on, and most of the time they don't care. I'll just say thanks, but I need to pass right now. So good. And just to speak even further parenthetically, I was on the receiving end of a simple no recently. It was so great, the simple no. I'm actually reading the new Jeff Tweedy book called How to Write One Song. And if you don't know Jeff Tweedy, he's a singer-songwriter who fronted Wilco and Uncle Tupelo. He still fronts Wilco, but I just love him. And the book is How to Write One Song is so awesome. I can't even begin to tell you. And I just fell in love with it in in a fit of inspiration and delight and drunk on Jeff Tweedy's radness. I found the email address for his publicist and invited him onto this podcast. And, you know, I thought my email was masterfully crafted and and lovingly rendered. And I even included the sample questions I would want to ask Jeff Tweedy so he'd know what I was, you know, asking him to do. And I got a response within 24 hours that kindly but firmly said, and I quote, Jeff Tweedy will not be available for this, period, end quote. (laughs) I just had to laugh because... A, I was thrilled that the publicist even got back to me, but B, it was such a perfect, high quality, high integrity no, because I was a stranger. Like I didn't need any, she didn't owe me any explanation. I was classic. So, you know, it's hard to sometimes be on the receiving end of a simple no, but sometimes a simple no is just what is required in the moment. All right. So back to the scripts. Here's another one I love. Ready? I've given this a lot of thought because I really believe in what you're doing. But at this point, I have to pass as I'm focused on X and Y and Z. I like this one because it shows that you took the request seriously and responded thoughtfully. Even if you didn't actually take the time to thoughtfully respond because it's so obvious that it's a no, it just makes the other person feel better. And I learned this the hard way. I, a couple of years ago, I was asked to chair an event which is just a fancy way of saying, please be responsible for this massive collection of details and tasks. And if you know me, you know that I am not someone you want to ask to keep track of massive details and tasks. It is tracking details and being in charge of of timelines is not my strength. I'm more of an ideas kind of gal. So when this person asked me to chair this event, I unfortunately did not say, I've given this a lot of thought and you know, I can't do it. Instead, I literally laughed out loud and said, are you nuts? Do you realize how terrible this would be if I said yes to this? It would be such a disaster that you and I would both hate each other by the end of the event. I I actually said that. It was not, it was not my finest moment. And in retrospect, the person asking would have felt so much more respected if I had just given it 24 hours and let her know I wasn't a good fit for it. You know, you live and you learn, which leads me to this next classic move. When someone asks you for something, instead of a knee-jerk yes or no, you say, you know what, let me give this some thought. I'll get back to you by the end of the week. I love that one because here's what happens to me. See if you can relate to this. I'll be in a conversation 
genuinely enjoying it. And I find myself agreeing to things I shouldn't agree to simply because I'm having a great time in the interaction. But Lord have mercy, just because I'm having a great connection with someone or some people doesn't mean I should agree to something because the something may be at odds with the yeses, right? So I'm a big fan of buying myself time to think things over. But the mother of all knows, the big gun of big guns when it comes to knows, when it's just got to be a freaking no, are you ready? This is my favorite. That doesn't work for me. I love that line so much. That doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for me. Mm, That doesn't work for me. Because you can use different tones to fit the moment. Like if it's a warm, you know what? That just doesn't work for me. You've got that. But if somebody is being a hair shirt and really trying to mess with your boundaries, you can be like, you know what? That doesn't work for me. And with just an adjustment of tone, people listen. Oh, it's so good. And when you say it, let it sit. Let the silence fill around you. That doesn't work for me. I mean, it's good. It is real good. And so that actually leads me to the next and final practice I want you to incorporate in your no saying. And that is notice the reactions to your no. Notice their reaction to your no, whoever they are. And notice your reaction to their reaction to your no. Something you will quickly begin to see is that you can learn a lot about somebody by how they respond to your high quality no. Someone persistent may push you on your no to try and understand the nature of it so they can change the terms and make it more favorable to you so you're more likely to say yes. And that kind of persistence to me is not a problem. I I admire it. I really do. You know, this is somebody working to make a situation a win-win. Totally get that and I appreciate it. And at some point, you know, we may need to say, look, I really appreciate your flexibility. I appreciate you're trying to be creative, but there is literally nothing you can do that can change my position on this. If you say, say it with a smile, you say it with warmth, they get it and the relationship is preserved. And I, those kinds of situations, like I, I high five, no big deal. I appreciate it. On the other hand, someone using manipulation, guilt, or shame as a tactic will resort to making you feel bad about your no, or will make you feel selfish for your no, or they'll try and scare you out of your no by painting a picture of a terrifying future hellscape, unless you say yes. Be on guard for this. This recently happened to me. I said no to something that just wasn't a good fit for my business. And I kind of felt like there had been a bait and switch on something. And when I saw that happening, I graciously backed out and let the person know I was no longer comfortable with the terms. And I said yes to the part that made sense for me. And I said no to the rest. And the other person on the call was not pleased. There was some passive aggressive sighing involved. There was a super disappointed voice on the other end of the phone call. And I didn't appreciate that because I felt, (laughs) I felt baited and switched upon. And I found it rich that they were the ones sighing passive aggressively. And I really, here's the thing about me. I really struggle with passive aggressive sighing, especially with other women. You know, I grew up in a household, a matriarchal system, many generations deep 
within which the passive aggressive sigh was used very effectively as a tool of control. And it's really hard for me. When I encounter it, I either get furious or I buckle. Men passive aggressively sighing at me doesn't quite have the same sting. But women, oof, it's hard for me. But knowing this about myself, I held firm in that moment. And interestingly, when I hung up the phone from that conversation, I was furious and annoyed and irritated because I kept looping on the thought, how dare this person be annoyed with me when they were the ones who switched things around? So in that moment, I had to notice my reaction to their reaction to me saying no. And when I do that, I always learn something about myself. And what I learned about myself in that particular moment was that I get angry at someone for putting me in a position to have to say no. And I get mad when I am forced to practice reiterating a no, which is kind of funny if you think about it, like as if it's their job to manage my boundaries and my no's. Like then I had to laugh and I had to get over myself because what is she, who who is she to even know about the inner psychological turmoil of my no? Like that's not her problem. That's my problem. And just realizing that allowed me to stop thinking about it and stop ruminating on it and stop sort of being irritated with this person. She's doing the best she can and I'm doing the best I can. And I was able to let it go and return to the task at hand, which was executing on my yes list. So the beauty of all this practice with no is that by observing our own relationship to the word no or to the act of no, we get this gorgeous opportunity to practice our own fidelity and loyalty to the yes list, to the inner voice, to the inner GPS system that is designed, I am convinced, to guide us to our destiny. Because friends, here's what I know. There is tremendous power in being self-referencing. And when I say self, I mean big self, not the small, egoic, petty self. I mean the divine self with a capital S. And to me, this is the mark of an actualizing human being. Someone making choices as often as possible, even if imperfectly, to say yes to what the soul needs and no to what the world tries to force us into. And as we emerge from this strange cocoon that has been the past 12 months, let's emerge prepared to say yes and prepared to say no. And if we can do that, this 12-month cocoon might even have been worth it. At least that's what I'm telling myself. So I want to wish you good, good luck this week. If you're trying out your no, I want to hear the stories. I always read my emails, always. Bronwyn at bronwyncommunications.com. I always read my DMs at bronwynsf on Instagram. So let me know how it goes and shine on you crazy diamonds. I'll see you next time. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit subscribe so you can get the latest episodes delivered hot off the press. Or if you think of someone who could really use this message, share it with them. Also, if you're looking to take this further and go further and faster on this journey as a communicator, head over to bronwyncommunications.com forward slash subscribe. And on Monday mornings, you will receive a communication concept or tip to work with for the week. 
And on Saturday mornings, you'll receive a short little email with three things I am digging right now. It's just a fun little Saturday morning snippet to get you going. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at BronwynSF and LinkedIn. And if your company or organization needs a high-voltage keynote speaker who knows how to melt faces and blow minds virtually, I'm your gal. So shoot me a note and let's make some magic happen. Find me at BronwynCommunications.com and shine on. Thank you for listening.